0: One of Taiwan's last diplomatic allies has cut ties in favor of Beijing just days after the presidential election. The Micronesian island of Nauru said Monday that it was switching diplomatic recognition in a move confirmed by China. Taiwan's presidential office condemned Beijing for retaliating against democracy by poaching an ally.
1: It also criticized Nauru for demanding exorbitant aid from Taiwan and, quote, comparing offers between Taiwan and China. We hear from the foreign ministry.
2: China has long schemed to poach our diplomatic allies. This was initiated at a critical moment, right after our country completed its general election in accordance to our democratic process. Their intent is to attack the democracy and freedom that the Taiwanese people take pride in, to brazenly show the world the evil of communist totalitarianism. We severely condemn China's bullying against democratic Taiwan, Back in 2023, we had already obtained intelligence about China proactively engaging Nauru's political figures, seeking to use economic offers to induce a diplomatic switch. Nauru was comparing the offers of Taiwan and China, the amounts I cannot disclose here, but I must say that the amounts were far greater than what we proposed to our other diplomatic allies.
1: This isn't the first time Nauru cut ties with Taiwan. It first broke relations in 2002 but resumed ties in 2005 when China failed to meet its aid promises. According to Taiwan's government, the switch will have minimal economic impact due to the low trade uh, the volume of trade with Nauru. Taiwan is now left with 12 diplomatic allies. In line with precedent, the US has sent a senior delegation to Taiwan in a personal capacity just after the election. The group includes former National Security Advisor Stephen Hadley, former Deputy Secretary of State James Steinberg, and AIT Chair Laura Rosenberger.
0: They were received by President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday before meeting President-elect Lai Qingde at the DPP headquarters. During their stay, they will meet other top political leaders to discuss issues like cross-strait stability after the election.
3: In the wake of the election, the U.S. has sent senior former officials to Taiwan in a personal capacity, in line with precedent. The delegation includes former U.S. National Security Advisor Stephen Hadley, former U.S. Deputy Secretary of State James Steinberg, and AIT Chair Laura Rosenberger. They arrived on Sunday and were received by President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday.
2: Your visit is highly meaningful. It fully demonstrates U.S. support for Taiwan's democracy and highlights the close and staunch partnership between Taiwan and the U.S. We hope that Taiwan-U.S. relations will continue to advance and serve as a key driving force in regional and global prosperity and development.
1: We're honored to
2: have the opportunity to meet with you today to reaffirm that the American commitment to Taiwan is rock-solid, principled, and bipartisan, and that the United States stands with its friends. We look forward to continuity in the relationship between Taiwan and the
1: United States under the new administration, and for common efforts to preserve cross-strait peace and stability. Based on our unofficial but warm relationship, our insistence on exclusively peaceful means to address the cross-strait issues, the importance of dialogue and the avoidance of unilateral efforts to change the status quo."
3: The delegation also visited the DPP headquarters to meet President-elect Lai ching and Vice President-elect Xiao Bi-kim.
2: Building on the foundation laid by President Tsai Ing-wen, we will continue to safeguard peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. We also hope that the U.S. will continue to support Taiwan and deepen mutually beneficial bilateral cooperation in various fields.
3: In the afternoon, the delegation met separately with KMT Chair Eric Chu, TPP Chair Ko Wen-je, and new Taipei Mayor Hoyo yi During their three-day stay in Taiwan, the group will visit political leaders to exchange views on key issues such as the deepening of Taiwan-U.S. ties and cross-street stability in the wake of the elections.
0: Saturday's election left the legislature without a majority party. In a seminar held by the NGO Citizen Congress Watch, it was pointed out that the TPP is now poised to be a critical minority. How the three parties will work together is now a focus of attention.
1: An observer pointed out that many seasoned lawmakers were defeated in the election and are being replaced by many former members of local city councils, who will likely steer the direction of question-and-answer sessions toward local interests.
4: I mentioned just now that the new speaker of the legislative UN may very likely be Han Guoyu. Even though the KMT-TPP collaboration never materialized for the presidential election, there is still a lot of room for cooperation at the local level. If the TPP lawmakers voted for themselves, then it's actually helping the KMT, and that's just a form of KMT-TPP collaboration. Many lawmakers with central government, academic or professional backgrounds were defeated by former city council members, some even from small townships. These newly elected legislators will tend to focus on local interests, lowering the standards of the question and answer sessions. They are just an improved local lawmaker, not real parliamentarians. Now there are fewer than 50 lawmakers, just 40-something. So that's not even half of the legislature. So we can predict that in the 11th session of the Legislative UN, there will be many newbies.
1: These newbies, as the scholars call them, will require closer inspection by the public, and analyst points out, so as to allow Taiwan's democracy to improve and not regress. In this past election, a minor party ran for the first time and placed fifth in the party list vote. This was the Taiwan Obasan Political Equality Party, which advocates for children's rights, labor rights, and environmental protection.
0: Despite winning nearly 130,000 votes, it fell short of the threshold needed to secure a legislative seat. It also failed to meet the threshold for getting government subsidies. On Monday, the party thanked its supporters in a press event. But it criticized the election system for being unfriendly to small parties.
3: Women chant slogans with children in tow. They are members of the Taiwan Obasan Political Equality Party, which ranked fifth in the 2024 party list election after the KMT, DPP, TPP, and New Power Party.
2: Under the current rules, election deposits are returned based on the share of votes received, so that makes smaller parties poorer and poorer with each election. Last year, the Ministry of the Interior proposed an amendment to the Public Officials Election and Recall Act, aiming to adjust the threshold for deposit returns so that it's based on the total number of votes, rather than the vote share. But the amendment was blocked by KMT and DPP lawmakers. We want smaller deposits that don't deter smaller parties from participating in politics. We also want to adjust the threshold for deposit returns and how the refunds are calculated.
3: The party says current rules discourage political participation. In the party-list election, a party needs at least 5% of the votes cast to secure party-list seats. It needs at least 3% of the vote to qualify for an annual government subsidy of 50 NT per vote, a lifeline for small political parties. In this past election, only the DPP, KMT and TPP met the 3% threshold, entitling them to more than 100 million in subsidies a year. The new power party fell short with 350 50,000 votes, or 2.5 percent of the total. The Taiwan Obasan Political Equality Party came in fifth, with 0.97 percent, which meant that donations from supporters were not tax-deductible.
2: Before the electoral system is reformed, please support the Taiwan Obasan Political Equality Party with monthly donations. That way, we can continue to produce good policy proposals, run creative political campaigns, and engage in dialogue with society. (laughs) During campaigning, I spoke about how tough it is for a small party. I didn't put the focus on me personally. And then it turned out we won more than 10,000 votes. So I was a bit surprised. We will continue moving forward. We have another candidate running for city councillor in Zhongli. The two of us will continue to work on issues important to Zhongli.
3: In order to submit a party list, the Taiwan Obasan Political Equality Party fielded 10 candidates for district seats and several of them won more than 10,000 votes. The party says it's the world's only all-women grassroots party. It's seeking continued support so that it can bring greater diversity to Taiwan politics.
0: Coffee is a 60 billion NT a year industry in Taiwan. For every 10 cups sold, one is made with beans from Taiwan's diplomatic ally, Guatemala.
1: To harness this lucrative market, Guatemalan Ambassador Oscar Adolfo Padilla Lam and Thai Sugar have joined forces to promote coffee beans from Antigua. Buyers can be confident that the proceeds will not only go towards helping small farmers, but also building schools in remote villages.
3: The scent of freshly steeped coffee fills the air. This coffee stand outside of Thai Sugar Hotel in Taipei uses beans from the Antigua region of Guatemala, one of Taiwan's diplomatic allies. Even the ambassador is enticed by the smell.
5: It's very good. Acidity, aroma, and uh, body, and
0: sweetness. Yes, it's good. It's Guatemalan coffee.
3: Rich in vanilla and nutty aromas, Antigua coffee beans are grown at 1,300 to 2,000 meters above sea level in an ideal growing environment that has also earned it a place in the Rainforest Alliance. This specialty coffee is available not only at Thai sugar locations, but also in supermarkets. It is even served on the high-speed rail, which has switched from using entirely Antigua beans. This expansion aims to support small farmers in Guatemala, as well as rural communities, where a portion of the proceeds will go toward building schools.
2: By drinking a cup of coffee, you can support rural farmers in Guatemala, as well as children's education in these small communities. I think this is the most meaningful part. We expect to import at least 25 tons every year.
3: Through the world's favorite beverage, Taiwan and Guatemala hope to build on their friendship while simultaneously improving people's
1: lives. The democracy pioneer Shiming Mingde has died after a long battle against liver cancer. He was 83. The former DPP chair died in the early hours of Monday at Taipei Veterans General Hospital.
0: Hailed as a Nelson Mandela of Taiwan, he fought for democracy during the martial law era. He spent 25 years as a political prisoner. Although he split from the DPP in the year 2000, his death has drawn condolences from the leaders of his former party.
2: Tall and slim, the young Shi was prominent in the democracy movement of the martial law era. His presence is documented in these black and white photos. Shi was born in 1941 in Kaohsiung's Yanchen district. He was the fourth child in his family with three older brothers. His father was arrested during the February 28 massacre, leaving him with a deep distrust of authoritarianism.
3: Shi Mingde's father was called Shi he was Taiwan's first practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine, and he specialized in bone setting and massage. He had more than one wife. My uncle is his oldest grandson from his first wife, so my older cousin and I refer to Shi Kuo Zui as our granduncle. During the Kaohsiung incident, my uncle was implicated due to his familial connection.
2: Shi Mingde is best known for organizing the 1979 Kaohsiung incident, which made him a top political criminal. Despite having plastic surgery to aid escape, he was caught and repeatedly imprisoned through his life, even facing the death penalty. Hailed as the Nelson Mandela of Taiwan, he spent 25 years behind bars in total, but his dedication to democracy never wavered. After he was released from prison for the last time, Shi Mingde was elected DPP chair in 2004. At the time, he was an ardent supporter of Chen Shui bian. But due to ideological differences, he quit the party in 2000 and launched an anti corruption movement against then President Chen. The move caused a rift with many in his former party. Dressed in red, ex-DPP chair Shi said he was defending his own reputation. Following the anti-corruption movement, he slowly faded from the political
0: scene.
3: After he served as party chair, he called for reconciliation with the opposition party. At the time, that didn't sit well with a lot of people.
2: Despite his split from the DPP, the presidential office and party itself have both paid tribute following his death. Vice President Lai ching thanked him for his contributions to Taiwan. Former President Chen took to Facebook, describing him as, quote, the hero of an era and a lonely pioneer of democracy, and wishing that he rests in peace.
0: On the first trading day after the election, Taiwan's stock market closed slightly higher by 0.19% or 33 points. The tax rose as high as 17,631 points in morning trade.
1: But it was dragged by AI and tourism stocks, which brought the market to a close of
4: 17,562 points. <laughs>
2: The stock market rose slightly but there was no significant upward momentum this could reflect investor concerns because none of the three parties have a legislative majority the upcoming speaker and deputy speaker elections as well as the cross-party negotiations among the three parties will all be variables that affect the market but the key will lie in the U.S. dollar index and the U.S.'s 10-year treasury bond. Recently, we have seen a significant rebound in the U.S. dollar index. So as long as the new Taiwan dollar doesn't depreciate heavily, I think that there's still room for Taiwan stocks to move higher.
1: The U.S. dollar rose against Taiwan's currency on Monday, gaining 0.086 NT to close at 31.215 NT. Turnover totaled 1.621 billion U.S. dollars. As dust settles on the 2024 elections, experts are predicting changes in the government's housing policy. President-elect Lai ching may rethink his predecessor's anti-speculation crackdown.
0: According to real estate experts, the 2024 election indicates failure in the DPP's approach to speculation. But is con- expected to continue current housing subsidies and potentially even expand them.
2: The Lai administration will basically continue three policies from the Tsai administration. He'll continue rental subsidies and perhaps even increase them.
3: Days after the election, experts are weighing in on the outcome's impact on the housing market. President-elect Lai Qingde is expected to continue the Tsai administration's generous housing subsidies, ban on pre-sale transfers, and policy of strict market regulation. But a big U-turn could be coming on the government's
1: speculation crackdown.
2: Right now, the anti-speculation policies include version two of the anti-hoarding policy. Basically, all the policies that could be put in place have been enacted. It would seem as if these anti-speculation measures would be well received by young people, but actually, that has not been the case at all. Young adults still can't afford to buy or rent. In other words, we need a review of policies affecting young people's ability to buy and rent a home.
3: The expert says that if Lai wants to regain support from young voters, he must tackle core issues such as high housing prices, the rental black market, social housing and loans for young people. To control high housing prices, the government must target root issues to promote balanced regional development.
2: The housing market won't change much as a whole, but it is worth noting that since the Thai administration had policies that focus on central and southern Taiwan, we expect overall performance in those areas to be stronger than before. This year's housing market can be described in two words. The first one is changing. That is, the market could change from bullish to bearish. The second is flattening, meaning that instead of falling, the market will flatten. Transaction volume may rise slightly, but prices will stay flat.
3: The expert expects that this year, market volatility will be minor and that the greatest risks will continue to be geopolitical tensions and cross-strait relations. A mixed year lies ahead, he said, adding that a careful but not pessimistic approach is in order.
0: Taiwan is looking for creative ways to attract international tourists. According to the latest data, Taiwan hosted just million foreign tourists in the first 11 months of last
1: year. In contrast, Taiwanese travelers made nearly 10.8 million international visits. That's a tourism imbalance of more than 5 million visits. The deficit was most severe with Japan reaching 3 million visits. One reason was Japan's government's incentives which encouraged nationals to travel domestically in 2023. In addition, only a small percentage of Japanese hold passports allowing overseas travel. Taiwan officials say they may roll out the red carpet for Japanese nationals by working with their government to subsidize passport applications. Originally from Hong Kong, Enoch Chung came to Taiwan to pursue an education and his passion for photography.
0: The International Photography Awards has now recognized Chung for photographs he took at this year's National Middle School Table Tennis competition. Cheng says he hopes to continue using photography to capture every moment he can.
2: To an athlete, every swing of the paddle is the release of years of accumulated practice. What Enoch Cheng loves most is capturing these moments through his lens. <laughs> Cheng took up photography as a middle schooler in Hong Kong. He was drawn to Taiwan for university because of its liberal educational environment.
5: I think the photography environment here is in every way better than in Hong Kong. So after high school, I decided to come to Taiwan to study.
2: Sporting events are Cheung's favourite subject to photograph. Capturing the slightest movements with the flick of a shutter is a challenge as well as an accomplishment. In 2023, he photographed the National Middle School Table Tennis competition. The photos earned him both an official selection and honourable mention in the non-professional sports category of the year's International Photography Awards.
5: I rushed up the bleachers and shot from above. Just then, the player was making a save, followed by a forehand smash. I was just in time for the shot. By far, the most important thing is winning an award for sports photography. It's a record of my journey from starting out in Hong Kong to now. Winning an award for your photos isn't an easy thing.
2: Still in his junior year of college, Cheng often goes out into his community to teach other photography enthusiasts. He encourages them to keep practicing and they will see a change in themselves.
5: After practicing consistently, you can see the progress from the early photos to now. The improvement is very clear. For example, suppose you shoot an athlete who doesn't look very fierce, but then you keep shooting them until they win the championship. There's such a sense of achievement.
2: Chen says that he wishes to keep photographic sports. He also does not rule out staying to work in Taiwanese media after graduation, helping to tell each athlete's story through his camera.